0: Paul received his BS and MBA from Wayne State University, PhD from Walden University, and pre-medical curriculum from Fordham University. He is currently at Harvard University for an ALM in biology. His research includes using chaos theory to model financial markets and economic emergence. His work on economic emergence contains new theoretical concepts of economic evolution and the creation of self-organized structures. In addition, Dr. Paul Cottrell has published works from his Harvard University studies in genomics, genomics, neurobiology, neurosurgery, endocrinology, and microbiota, and reptilian shapeshifters. Um, Wow, super exciting. I probably said half those words wrong, but English is my first language. So thank you very much for being a guest on the program. Hello. Good to see everybody. Dr. Cottrell, Paul, give us a rundown on how you know so much about the coronavirus and kind of what makes you an expert in this field. And and thank you for being a guest.
1: Okay. Well, I I think it's twofold. One is uh, the chaos theory work that I've done at a PhD level and a postdoctoral level, but also my, um, my curriculum at, at Harvard dealt with genomics and dealt with cancer biology. So a lot of research in cancer biology deals with infecting tissues, infecting cells. Uh, certain cancers are caused by viruses, not many, but you know a few. But um, virology is part of that curriculum. So we had to learn how to use the NIH databases to do this types, type of research. So what I did was I looked at the, the sequence that the researchers in China provided, the NIH, that's posted uh, actually on Wikipedia. And um, anyone could click that link and uh, go to the actual database and look at the actual genomic sequence. So with my knowledge in genomics, what I did was I, I did a blast, what is called a blast search, and I compared that sequence to other organisms to see what type of homology, what what type of seed this this RNA is an RNA virus. So what type of organisms are have a, have a high similarity uh, sequence? So when I did that, uh, about twenty or so uh, organisms popped up, and they all were bat SARS. So basically, through this. And I, I did a I did a video that people can can watch, but but and I show exactly how to do the blast search on the on this website. So what will what what it shows, and I might be able to show, share some some pictures. I can try, but but basically what it shows is that the Wuhan virus or this novel coronavirus which is a family of viruses has very high homology to the bat SARS virus. And I have a theory that this this, um, potential strain of coronavirus is a mixture of about four of the bat SARS viruses where it makes it more virulent, where, it, where they're in the genome. It's about a 30,000 a 30, base pair genome, okay? And um, the first half of the genome deals with replication, which is called replicase. It, it, it codes for a protein that replicates the, the, the RNA and helps to produce some of the protein, the early proteins it needs. And near the end of the genome is the, what is the, uh, called the S protein. And that is the, the surface coating that hooks onto tissue uh, when it's infecting a host. So when someone breathes in that virus, that S protein is hooking onto a receptor that's in the lung, and it allows that virus to get into the cell and start to replicate. I'd just like to add um, the, the probability, I, I also did a video on the, the, the probability of this happening through just natu- a, a natural selection in a natural environment. And it's a low probability for these big chunks to just randomly appear uh, in the front of the genome and in the back of the genome on areas that make this virus really susceptible to uh, increased infection. You know, it's focusing on the replication side and it's focusing on the attachment to, to uh, uh, cellular uh, uh, receptors in our, in our body. So it seems to me that this, this virus was um, it evolved and it, it was taken from bat SARS, which, uh, it, I can actually give you the number. I, I think it's, I think the, the virus that it evolved from was a KF 294457.1. This is the name of that actual genomic code. And w- that evolved, um, Maybe naturally, maybe not, and that evolved into a s- strand that was very similar to an MG strand. So, when someone does this blast list, they can see the, the two MG strands, which are uh, a more virulent uh, bat SARS. And it to me it seems as though indi- uh, that it, it it was possible that individuals or an individual took big chunks of virulent sections of previous bat SARS viruses and put it into this Wuhan strain. Um, and when you you know do the probability of this just naturally happening and being by a weapons lab 20 miles away, it's a very low probability, very, very low probability. So it's kind of, it, it kind of lends itself to, you know, thinking, well, you know what, this might, this might be a leak from, from a a weapons lab or a research lab. I'm not saying that that means that it was done nefariously, but, um, this, this is a potential problem. And there, this, as it spreads and people get sicker, um, you know, other components of society will start to break down. Uh, the economics, the, the infrastructure. Uh, we're already seeing the, the, the financial markets showing some, some problems, especially in travel, in the oil market. The S&P 500 you know, went down today. Uh, the luxury brands have been selling off. We're also hearing that supplies, medical supplies are starting to run out. If you're treating just one patient and you have a whole staff of, let's say, 15 doctors and nurses that are treating this one patient, every time that they go in and out of that room, they have to declothe, and that, 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 that material needs to be incinerated. They can't be reused. So they're going to run out of masks. They're going to be running out of gowns. They're going to be running out of goggles and stuff like this. And a lot of the manufacturing of these products are made in China. So, so if there is a worldwide contagion, that takes place. We will not have the means to be able to curtail it. Yeah, I agree with you. I, um, there, there was also a report in the same, in the same journal about individuals that have diabetes and hypertension, they have a tendency to have worse outcomes. So I think, you know, I I guess, I guess the point is, is that we have to, if, if an area is not infected and an individual can kind of somewhat prep all right um, just just try just to try to not have a an immune system that is somewhat compromised you know you want to be at your 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 peak um, you know because if you just even just a, just a slight cold you know that's totally unrelated to you know just unrelated to the coronavirus um, your immune system goes down and you won't be able to, to fight it as well. Um, but I, I agree with you that it's not just the elderly and it's not just the very young that are, that are going to be affected, but here's, here's the, the switch. All right. If this is to institute a, a global vaccination program that. Many WHO individuals seem to want to promote um, this information that you're showing. Is saying, well, we shouldn't just vaccinate the elderly or the young. We should be in vaccinating the whole population. You know, the, the you know this, this big big point here. So I'm not I'm I'm, I'm concerned because. You know, there's about five or six types of vaccinations. There are. There is a video that I created that individuals can watch to to, to understand. But there's attenuated viruses that are that are uh, made in chicken embryos, and there's uh, killed viruses that are that are put into your body. But they're really promoting in the in the media now, in the news media, this novel platform they call it. All right, everything seems to be novel these days, novel viruses and novel platforms for vaccination. What does that mean? But, well, novel means new, but 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 the point the the thing is is that they're making a platform with R, an R, with an RNA vaccination. And there's two types where you take the RNA um, and you put it into t- your your tissue, you know, near your muscles or or into your bloodstream and that RNA would be incorporated into a, a, um, a cell that presents it to the T cells. So it's like, it it gets eaten up by like a macrophage or it gets eaten up by a cell and it's presented to the immune system to, to build an, build an immunity to this RNA. Now you got to remember this virus is an RNA virus. Some viruses are DNA, but this is an RNA, a single strand RNA virus. So there, there, so they they want to make vaccinations that are RNA based not attenuated or killed viruses or a subunit conjugated viruses so they're basically saying okay we're going to take this genomic sequence that China gave us and we're going to make a vaccination from that sequence create this 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 a piece of this RNA pump it into your blood, and hopefully you get an immune response. And oh, by the way, I believe it's Johnson & Johnson, but it might be another biotech company. I could be... Just to add to what Diamond's saying, sometimes these DNA viruses will not um, go into these cells. So what they do is they couple it, they conjugate it with the S protein or something similar. So it attaches to the cell. And the cell will bring it in through endocytosis. It'll, it'll, bring, it'll suck it in. And then the, the RNA is brought in. So it's kind of like a little piece of the virus. So it's so there's these two platforms that they're working with, just a straight RNA virus that's just, you know, pushed into your body, you know, into your bloodstream, or a conjugated one where it has this, this S protein um, component to it. And then it, it it adds to the efficacy of it going into the, the cell for quote a an immune response. So I I, I am concerned because there, there's not a lot of data, like Diamond's saying, you know, there's there's not a lot of long-term longitudinal data on the, the, the effects of RNA vaccinations. We have quite a bit of longitudinal data on attenuated viruses and the problems that happen with that, because you're dealing with live viruses. We have data on killed viruses through formaldehyde, but there's not a lot of data on this new type of platform. So we have this pandemic. Everyone is forced, you know, quarantined and forced to take a RNA vaccination of some sort. And we don't even know what it what, what the long-term effects are. My opinion, well, yours, Paul. If we, if the mutation of the Wuhan strand, was uh through natural selection then i would agree with you that most likely we're going to see similar epidemiology to to the, the to the swine flu with this new strain but if it is what i think it is which is bioengineered then we probably will have a much larger, um, effect rate. Individuals are going to be, uh, uh, have this, this, uh, deep, um, pneumonia type infection and individuals that have some sort of immune comp or immune compromised, um, most likely will not survive it. So I'm not saying that there's going to be millions of people dying from this, but, it's very possible to see m- many hundreds of
0: thousands. So, um, dude, Dr. Paul, you are amazing. I would love to have you back as a guest on the project. I really appreciate you um, you know, taking time out of your schedule to talk to us about this. And Leah, thank you very much. Uh, Diamond, thank you very much. And let's do this again. All right.
1: Yep, definitely. Excellent. Awesome. But, but Rex, I just wanted to mention yeah. one thing for, for everybody because, amazing. you know, I, I, I just want to help people. That's the whole point of this. All right. And if we look at the the um, incubation period that they're stating in the news right now, between one day to fourteen days before you even show signs, that means to 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 uh, be really prepared, like what Diamond's saying, you have to, at a very minimum, need two weeks worth of of supplies for food, toiletries, and stuff. But if you are if you have it, if you during this incubation period and then you you actually catch the virus and it you know takes you you know to sometimes people have a flu for a week or two or three weeks right you need like 5 weeks worth of supplies most people do not have that in their pantry and i'm just i'm not, i don't want to create panic but i'm just saying i if there is a lockdown or individuals want to you know just you know, stay at home during the, the, you know these incubation periods. They can't go out. They you know there's not going to be enough masks and all that. They so you're gonna you're gonna need supplies. You know, so just just slowly. Right now we're somewhat you know somewhat detached. We're somewhat remote from the epicenter, but it could happen. We already have cases in the United States, and we don't know how this might just you know explode, but. I just want people to be prepared because, you know, it, it's, we're, you know, we're a community, right. You know, we're a little community and a larger community. So, you know, it, it's, 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 it's better. It's, you know, I just, I just want people to, I just want people to be prepared and, and to think that there's, there is a huge incubation period here on top of actually being sick with it. So you have to, you have to have at least, you know, about five weeks worth of, of provisions. It's also an incubation period in which uh, infected people might actually be contagious. And it, for a 12-day right. incubation period or a 14-day, that is very scary. Right, <laughs> That's right, <bad>. right, <laughs> That's right, right, right. And, 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 and the thing is, is if there is an outbreak in let's say a city like New York, um, you're talking about not just a lockdown for 14 days, you're talking about this virus moving around in a, in a closed environment that could stretch out for 6 months before it burns itself out. This is not something, I mean just 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 think about what happens at work for a normal flu season. There's usually about 2 months where the flu is just slowly moving around the organization depending on the size of the organization you work for, right? This is much worse. So you know, you know, people need to be prepared that there could be a lockdown in the United States. Don't think it's just going to be in China. So you know, I, I just hope, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I, I want to be wrong. I want to be proven wrong. But if I'm right, you know, please be prepared.